It wouldn't be the holiday season if there wasn't candy, right? Celebrate the holiday season with the Holiday Crush. They've sprinkled candy with a holiday theme and fun-packed challenges every week for five whole weeks, finishing on January 4th. The more challenges you complete, the better your chances of unwrapping delicious rewards. So, are you ready to crush the holidays? Play the Holiday Crush now. Download it from the App Store, Google Play, or Windows Store for free. Terms and conditions apply. Ich warte seit Wochen auf diesen Tag und tanz vor Freude über den Asphalt. Als wär's sein Rhythmus, als gäb's sein Lied, das mich immer weiter durch die Straßen zieht. Hello and welcome to Gegenpressing, the Bundesliga podcast from the Football Grad Network. I'm your host, Bryce Dunn. Joining me, as always, is Manu Vett. Manu, how's your week been? Yeah, it's been good, busy. I'm looking forward to Bundesliga starting, and that's pretty much all we're going to talk about today, isn't it? Yes, it is. We've got a bit of a Bundesliga preview special um, coming up for you guys. We're going to cover all the clubs. Might be a little bit short, but we're going to make sure we squeeze absolutely every one of them in. Each three of us are going to speak about this. And the third person, as I just mentioned, is Chris Williams. Chris, how's your week been? I'm busy, Bryce, to be honest. Obviously, Liverpool drawing Hoffenheim, um, a Liverpool writer and Bundesliga writer, uh, and being in a little bit of demand, but it's, it's been good. It's been a, a nice week. Yeah, that's good to hear. And by the looks of it, you had a lot of fun at the weekend, which is good to hear. Um, yeah, so, guys, I suppose we'd better get cracking, because we've got a bit of a tight, well, deadline today. We've got a lot of clubs to get through. We've got a a strict um, few minutes. Um, yeah, let's let's see how this goes. So we're going to take it a, a club a piece. Move on. Uh, just talk about uh, maybe what they've done over the summer, and yeah, what what's uh, we reckon may happen them uh, this coming uh, Bundesliga season. So very exciting in no particular order either. Um, I just like to say, but um, yeah, let's get this underway. So we're going to start with uh, Champions Bayern and speak to Manu. Yeah, so the Champions Bayern, um, I guess we all expect that they will thereabouts, will be thereabouts to win the title, although we've been uh, out there saying, you know, that they're not going to win it this year. I think that their chances have somewhat increased because of everything that's going on at Borussia Dortmund, and Chris will talk about that in a moment. But I think that they are, they still have pretty much the strongest side. They added, uh, Hamas, um, a fantastic player, and we have his profile up on footballgrad.com. And Chris wrote about what he can do tactically. And I think that he will add quite, um, a lot to this side. The, the big problem, of course, is he's going into the season injured. Um, so that adds a bit of a question mark. They also added, um, Sebastian Rudi and Niklas Süle, of course. And then uh, Tuliso from Olympic Lyon. And all of those signings are a very strong signing. They make the side very deep and um, maybe add a little bit of youth to a side that was aging. Um, at the same time, I, I'm not, I'm concerned about Ribéry and Robben and their age. So I think that's going to be an issue for them. And, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see whether Carlo or Sancelotti how he can integrate all these new players, what kind of formation he'll be playing, what he's going to be using. And then, you know, 
my ex my expectations of well the expectations are of course that they win the title. Um, I, I'm not again I'm not a hundred percent sure they can actually do it. I think that my prediction is that they will have a tough year. Um, I think that they actually will have a probably a better year playing in the Champions League rather than in the league. I think that there is um, a lot of things going on at the club that are up in the air and the, the preseason um, wasn't very good for them. And something like that can carry into the first few matches into the league. And um, I think that's going to going to be a problem for them. Now, my player to look out for, and I think we're going to do this for every club, is was originally going to be Hummus. Um, but I'm going to actually name two, and that's Thomas Müller. Thomas Müller, it's a World Cup year. Um, I'm going out on the whim here, and I'm going to say he's going to break Miroslav Klose's World Cup record this year um, by becoming the top scorer in the FIFA World Cup. And um, he's going to rebound big time from uh, the poor season he had last year. And another player I wanted to really point out is Sebastian Rudy. I think he he looked very good uh, in the couple games that he played in the preseason coming into late into practice, of course, because of the Confederations Cup. But he looks actually the guy that could replace Javi Alonso. Nicely done, Manu. And we're going to move to Chris for RB Leipzig last year's runners-up. Yeah, so if anybody didn't know who RB Leipzig were before the start of this season, I think they will do now, and that's purely because of the media coverage they've had in the uh, UK or the English-speaking world and the German-speaking world, predominantly for keeping hold so far of their best player and one of the Bundesliga's best players, which is Naby Keita. But as you said, Price, they finished second last year. Uh, we saw them pre-season, didn't we, over at the Emirates Cup. Uh, I thought... I thought they'd strengthened quite well and some of the new signings on display I was very impressed with um, Brumer especially uh, we saw didn't we and uh, the young goalkeeper who Manu wrote an article about way back a long time ago now Mvogo came from Young Boys uh, they've made some good signings Augustin's come in from PSG Brumer from Galatasaray uh, Kanate from Sochaux um, and they brought some others in a little bit less known uh, Conrad uh, Lehmer from uh, RB Salzburg has come in he's probably going to be one for the future but as as we all discovered and we were there last year to see them play they play a fantastic brand of football Hassan Huttle's got them playing a really really good brand of football and they're going to be Champions League group players as well so I'm unsure whether they may have a good a league season as they've had previously as in last season because they will have the distraction of the Champions League and they're straight into the group stages they had some really good results last year early on, um, beat Dortmund uh, in the second game of the season, and that was an indication, then, I think, for everybody of how strong they could be. Um, squad-wise, then, players to keep an eye on. Well, there's there's a lot, isn't there? Obviously, have mentioned Naby Keita already, voted second-best player in the Bundesliga last season, excellent central midfielder. Um, we can't not mention Timo Werner, centre-forward. I think he's going to have a really big World Cup uh, out in Russia at the end of the season if he's completely injury free um, I'm really looking forward to seeing him and then they've got the likes of um, Diego Deme he's a defensive centre midfielder as well and Upper Meccano the centre back and Willy Orban who's now been given the team captaincy for the year I'm really looking forward to that the only slight concern though is going to be Emil Forsberg hasn't trained for a while and when I did a little bit of checking today he's actually been diagnosed with angina so that's a bit of a worry. Um, anything in the chest area for, for any athlete, be footballer, swimmer, whatever you want, um, to get angina is always a bit of a worry. So he's a, he's a massive talent that could be missing 
for a little while. Um, I expect them, though, to have a good, solid start to the season. It's when group stage football in the Champions League comes in. I may be concerned if they can handle that English week, as we call it, playing twice a week. Yes, indeed. Time will tell, I suppose, with RB Leipzig. But I'm certainly excited to see them battling it out in the Champions League. Hopefully they can stay as attacking as they were last year. Right. So that brings it to me. I'm going to speak about uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach. Um, I mean, to be honest, uh, Gladbach had a bit of a, a poor start to the season last year. Uh, then they made a managerial change. Uh, one that we all kind of questioned. We, we were a bit surprised at Dieter Herrick was coming in uh, question whether he would make that much of a difference whether he was the right man he certainly was though um, they really turned it around became a, a bit of a unit uh, we all thought and hoped that they, they may end up even finishing higher than what they did they kind of came off the ball a little bit towards the end but um, even in the Europa League I kind of hoped that they'd do a bit better but uh, were eventually knocked out by a, also a German opponent um, what have they done uh, this uh Summer, well, uh, they brought in a few players, a few interesting players, might I add, um, in Ginter from uh, Borussia Dortmund, and that's going to help strengthen up the back line. Reese Oxford, uh, somebody that the uh, English listeners may know, coming in from West Ham on loan. Uh, how much time he'll get, I'm not too sure, but uh, it'll definitely be exciting to uh, see him make a few appearances. Um, I suppose the, one of the biggest signings would be Grifo coming in from Freiburg. He was uh, sensational last year. I thought he was uh, one of the players of the season. Uh, it'll be exciting to see him maybe coming in at left back or, well, maybe even pushing up a little higher. Uh, where can Dieter Hecking's men finish this season? Well, I, I think they might actually push for that uh, maybe fourth Champions League spot or or at least get back in, into Europe. Uh, I, I think they're, they're going to have a, a pretty solid season. I mean, they've kept the likes of uh, Lars Stindl, which I know, Chris, you're a big fan of. Uh, and, you know, with the likes of maybe Fabian Johnson as well, um, Abraham Traore as well, get, getting involved. I, I think it could be a, a good season for them. We also know how much... Uh, uh, I'm a fan of uh, that man at the back of Vestergaard. I'm always talking about how he can make a move to Liverpool a bit controversial, but I, I, th- I think he's a he's a hell of a player too. How they'll do in the, in the uh, cup? No, I, I don't see uh, I don't see why they can't push. You know, for the semi-finals anyway. It's always going to be tough to then compete with the uh, big boys. But yeah, I, th- I think it could be a promising season. And I'm going to pick out. Well, I'll probably pick out a uh, Stindl for the man to to watch uh, this season. Uh, but yeah, I, I think Gladbach fans are going to gonna have a, a really good one, if, I, if I'm being honest. Uh, if anyone else wants to read up a little bit more on Borussia Mönchengladbach, just go to uh, Football Grad's uh, website or and see what um, last week's guest, uh, John uh, McKenzie, wrote on them. Uh, a very good article, very insightful, and covers their pre-season too. But yeah, we're going to move on to Manu and talk about yeah Liverpool's uh, opponents in uh, Champions League. Uh, qualification, and that's Hoffenheim. How do you see uh, Julian Nagelsmann getting on this season? Yeah, I'm actually really excited to see Hoffenheim this season. I think that they are one of the, or maybe the most interesting team in Germany at the moment. And yes, they they have lost um, Niklas Süle and Sebastian Odi, but I think they will be just fine replacing those players. I think that Julian Nagelsmann, the head coach, maybe the most interesting coach in European football at the moment. And um, if he beats Liverpool, that's a big if. Um, he will become the youngest head coach in Champions League group stage football. 
I think, you know, that they have done a lot um, to compensate the loss, bringing in Harvard Nordwhite. Um, West Ham fans will, of course, know him and know that he didn't quite meet expectations there. But I think he's a fantastic player and he, you know, he can play in midfield. He can play in that back three. Um, Sula, of course, was a major part of the back three, but he wasn't the main part. Hübner and Vogt, were, especially Vogt, was the key player in that back three. And I think that Nordwhite can slot in nicely and um, replace the big man in the back. So I think they'll be fine. Um, the bringing in Gnabry, amazing signing in my opinion. And we expected this sort of because he went to Bayern. We all knew that Bayern owned him in the first place and bought him from um, Arsenal and then parked him at Werder. Werder always denied this, of course, but we all know that wasn't the case. Um, he has now been sent on loan again to Hoffenheim. I think he's a, a fantastic signing for them and he, he can be the difference maker on any day. And I'll expect him to be in Russia next year just because he is such, such a dynamic, strong player. And he, he adds a lot more depth to that, to that side that is already quite strong going forward. And, um, a little bit of a preview today in, in kicker on the Liverpool or um, Hoffenheim game. And one of the big points that they pointed out was that we never know how Hoffenheim play. Always changes, which makes it hugely different than what Klopp does. So it's going to be interesting to watch them um, and to see how Nagelsmann will put them together. And I think it will change all the time. And I actually think that they can replicate what they've done last season. So I actually think top four finish for, for Hoffenheim once again. Wow, very exciting. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure the Hoffenheim fans will be uh, delighted to have them in the Champions League potentially two years in a row. But uh, one man that will be uh, covering the game and keeping a close eye on it will be uh, Chris here. And we're going to move to him to speak about his side, Borussia Dortmund. How do you see them getting on this year? Well, they're a bit of a club in turmoil at the moment, aren't they? Um, uh, new managers come in. Peter Bosch come in from Ajax, had a good season previously. And everything was looking very rosy. Signed a couple of players. Obviously, Toprak came in from Leverkusen. Um, Dahoud came in from Gladbach, who I think we're all really excited to see. And um, Phillips come in from uh, Maximilian Phillips come in from um, Freiburg. So there are some good signings that they've got in. Obviously, Bryce, you've mentioned um, the ones that have left in the club that you've done. So we've got Ginter's gone, as has Bender. And um, they still maybe look a little bit shaky at the back, but it's all about Osama Dembele at the moment, isn't it? And his strike, uh, he's been suspended. Uh, it didn't seem to affect them at the weekend. They played in their Pokal first round game and uh, went away and came away as 4-0 winners. So it doesn't look like maybe it's affected them as much. But we do know that um, when you've got the likes of Aubameyang on up front, who looks like he's staying now, and you've got um, the right and left side, which can either be Pulisic or Dembele. He is the main man they both look to feed to. And if I was um, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, I'd be a little concerned if um, Dembele left, because I would want to know where some of my goals are going to come from. And Dembele was instrumental in 31 goals last season, either directly with assists or the pass before the main assist. So you can see exactly the type of um, player he is and what he brings to that side. This season then, I'm going to stick my head on a chopping block and say um, as long as Dembele stays, uh, they will be champions. I think they will uh, take Bayern all the way to the very end and beat them this year. They've got a young squad 
They play some fantastic, fascinating football. A little bit of a concern at the back at the moment, but I think Bosch will do enough to shore it up. And then players to watch, of course. Wolf, wow, well, Dortmund, there's a, there's a variety of players who you can want to watch at. The Hood will be one, certainly. Um, Noi Sahin is someone to keep an eye on. Then I've mentioned Philip and Abamyang already. And then at the back, is going to have Toprak, Bartras there, Socrates, Piszczek, even the keeper. Berkey's good for um, good for entertainment value to keep an eye on. So that's why I think this season, especially, Borussia Dortmund have all the key elements to, to win the title this year. Wow, Chris. And what happens if Debele leaves? I mean... Where do you see them finishing then? Um, I think they can still do it, but it'll be a little harder without some of Dembele because uh, he is a, I think he's a future Ballon d'Or winner um, if that competition or that award's still around in a few years' time. I, I think he's that good. He has all the essential elements to go on and be one of the best players in the world. I uh, hope to God he stays. I hope that Dortmund stays strong. He's looking at it that way. Bayern have already commended Dortmund for staying strong. Um, and he's been suspended as an uh, indefinitely at the moment. Probably be sent to train on his own, and when he decides he's ready to come back into the fold, um, I think he'll be welcomed with open arms again. It's just his speed is lightning fast. Sorry, a couple of times in the Super Cup, he, he's just an unbelievably fast player, and he brings a quick attack. And that's why um, I would like him to keep hold of him. But if they don't, um, you know, there's other options on the left and right who who they can play Dortmund. And I think because of the age of the Bayern squad I think they've got enough to go and win the league this season Very good well I know that um, it won't just be uh, Borussia Dortmund fans hoping that uh, Dembele stays but also uh, Bundesliga fans he is uh, a hell of a talent that brings uh, it back to me the preview we're going to speak about FC Cologne yeah a team that I went uh, and watched uh, closely uh, last year and I must say hell of an atmosphere there and I'm really excited about them being in the Europe Europa League this year, I think it's going to be uh, some fantastic nights for them. Though, that does mean that they're going to have to try and fight on both fronts. That means Europa League and Bundesliga, that's never an easy thing to do. I mean, unless you've got you know, an awful lot of backing, financial backing, that is. Uh, how will uh, Peter Stuger and his men get on? I'm not too sure. Uh, if I'm being honest, I don't think that they're going to have uh, quite the season that they did last year. They finished fifth. They were very impressive. Uh, punched uh, maybe a little bit above their weight, but they have lost their main man, uh, Anthony Modest. Uh, yeah, a bit of a, a tricky uh, transfer that over the summer, but he's ended up uh, going to China. Um, they did receive uh, 34, nearly 35 million euros for him, which is quite a substantial money for a 29-year-old. But he did score uh, 50% of their goals last year. Who's come in? Well, they've got John Cordoba has come in from Mainz. Uh, is he the man to do it? Uh, this is going to be a tricky one. He's definitely got all the attributes uh, to do it. You know, he's a big lad. You know, he's quite commanding. He's physical, yeah, and he's um, yeah definitely going to throw himself around. He will be the main striker there this year. Uh, but he has never scored more than six goals in a season. Uh, I know that uh, Modest maybe wasn't the most prolific of scores before that, but yeah, it's definitely going to be a. A lot of pressure on, on the young fella this year. So, um, you know, all the best to him. And I hope that he can uh, really, um, well, hit the ground running. And it'll be a good thing for Cologne. Uh, where are they also uh, invested? Well, mostly on youth, if I'm honest. Uh, they've brought in a, f- a few defenders as well. Um, definitely um, definitely looking at the future with these guys. I mean, uh, 20-year-olds, 19-year-olds. But um, I think uh, possibly their signing of the season 
could be a Jorge Mary, um, centre back, uh, Spain. Just two months ago, he was linked to uh, Barcelona. Um, he's got 63 appearances for Sporting Hijo, uh, but that is uh, 56 in the league as well. I think that's a hell of a feat for a 20 year old. I think he could be uh, not just one for the future, but if he can break into the side this year, I think he could really show us uh, just how good he is. He's very comfortable on the ball. And yeah, Stoker may have got himself a, a hell of a bargain there at only seven million. Uh, players to look out for this year. Well, could be Cordoba, could be Mary, but uh, I think it's hard to look past uh, the likes of uh, Timo Horn uh, in goal or uh, Jonas Hector, who's uh, obviously played for uh, Germany on several occasions. Uh, the left back, how he's still there. Um, I don't know, but it's a hell of a feat for Cologne just to keep him. He's, he's now going on to his uh, seventh season with them. So, um, how will Cologne get on this year? Unfortunately, I think they're going to finish more or less eighth. I think it's going to be too much for them to battle on two fronts. I hope I'm wrong, but um, I, I see it uh, kind of going that way, if I'm if I'm honest. But um, yeah, European nights for them going to be absolutely you know something to uh, to behold, and it's it's great to see them back in Europe. Manu, we're going to go to you for Bayer Leverkusen. Um, how do you see their season going, especially now that uh, Chicharito has finally gone? Oh, that's going to be the first controversy of the evening. I'm going to say that they're going to challenge for the title this year. And uh, no, 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 no. What club are we doing? We're talking Leverkusen. I no, I just I knew it. we were doing that. I just had to quantify that actually you hadn't got the papers mixed up with someone else. But yeah, yeah, carry on. <laughs> well, hold on. What time of the day is it over there? You you haven't started drinking already, have you? Still twelve minutes to twelve. So I'm um, yeah, I'm totally sober, and I know it's a very controversial statement, and I know there's a lot of ifs and buts. Well, let's but I, hear it. I, let's, let me hear. Let's let, listen to this. So I think that Heiko Herrlich. Um, He's, of course, an interesting signing. He hasn't shown it on this level, but I think he could be exactly what they need. They've lost Chicharito, but they haven't lost any of their young talents. Uh, they haven't lost Brandt, which I, I expected he would be gone. They didn't lose Harvards. They didn't lose Henrichs. You know, those, they didn't lose Tah. Um, they don't have to play in the Champions League. They don't have to play in the Europa League. They can basically regenerate midweek, every week, right? While the big boys are playing in Europe. The side is really deep. Bringing in Sven Bender, that is for me the signing of the season of any club in the Bundesliga. If he and his brother can stay healthy throughout the season, I expect very big things from that. And then, then you have to remember they have someone like Bailey, the Jamaican player who they signed in, um, in the winter to sort of preempt uh, the summer signing. He is going to add a lot to the squad too because he's now used to playing uh, in Germany. He's now used to living in Germany. I think that he's going to be a very dangerous man. And, you know, they, they have earned a lot of money as well um, on transfers, selling the lights of Chicharito, etc., because they downsized their squad. And there was a lot of friction between Chicharito and the rest of the squad because, you know, I um, don't want to say he's has the star lure, but he's. In many ways, there was a feeling that he didn't quite fit the mentality. So I think that um, Bayern, yeah, I'm not saying they are going to win the title, but I think they will definitely finish in the top four and they will be thereabouts when it comes to title decisions. So I actually put them in the same level than um, Bayern and Dortmund. And I know that's extremely controversial and I know they're called Neverkusen and I know they're they have never done it before, but I think that will they will really, really surprise us this year. And 
the big reason for that is, and this this is something that Leipzig did last year, right? Uh, when the other teams were in Europe, they were able to regenerate and play that high power football. Leverkusen can do that this year, you know, and they have several young players that will want to show. And the the one player that we all obviously are going to watch is Julian Brandt. Um, he is maybe one of the biggest talents in German football today. Um, linked to various big teams, Bayern, Liverpool, etc. And he will have a massive season this year. Wow, look at that, Chris. Who would have thought? Uh, maybe he'll be right. Well, let's see. Uh, but, Chris, we're moving on to you. Uh, you're going to speak about Wolfsburg now. What what can they expect to uh, to achieve this season? Well, I'm hoping for, for their sake they can hope to achieve a little bit better than they did last season. Uh, as you cast your mind back, I was in the Volkswagen Arena for their first leg relegation playoff, um, covering the game for football grad. And they just about scraped through that. Um, they had the second leg where they came through eventually, but they were in that awful 16th place. They don't need to be anywhere near that again. Um, they should have a bit more stability this season. Let's not forget they started last season with Dieter Hecking as coach, and then he um, was sacked. It was after match day seven, wasn't it? And they got Valerie Ishmaelin, who. I think all of us thought was a bit of a strange appointment. Anyway, he didn't last very long. He was given the job, I think, off the back of three games. And they got in Andres Jonka, who's come in. Um, and that coincided with Mario Gomez hitting a bit of form. And, and it maybe looked like they might pull themselves out eventually. But they let themselves get dragged right back in on the final match day. However... They have strengthened, in my mind, this season. They brought in John Anthony Brooks from Hertha Berlin, who I think is a cracking centre-forward. They brought Camacho in from Malaga, um, and they've brought a couple of uh, youth players in, um, as in Heinz from Arsenal. And then they brought someone in from Dinamo Dresden, who Manu will know a lot about, um, Stefanik. And also, um, Manu, you'll have to help me on the pronunciation. They signed a guy from 1860 Munich, which I think is Udakai, is that right? Udakai, yeah. Udakai, thank That's- you. He is a German national, but of course, uh, immigration background. So I'm not even 100% sure I said that correctly. <laughs> okay, yeah. So they well, they brought in some good players. Um, and I, I, the form they had at the back end of last season gives me a little bit of hope that maybe they could pull themselves out and get back to where they should be, which I think Wolfsburg should really be somewhere in the top six. So where do I see them finishing? Maybe fifth or sixth. If they finish fifth or sixth, I think that'll be a fantastic turnaround, bearing in mind they're in the relegation playoffs last season. Um, and players to look out for then, well, you know, there's um, there's quite a few, isn't there? Uh, we've got um, Bruma, uh, who's at centre-back, but unfortunately he's injured at the moment. Um, but he hopefully he'll be back, um, you know, round about uh, October time. John Anthony Brooks, who's come in as well, is also injured at the moment. Um, but, you know, he shouldn't be... Uh, too far away really he's got a couple of thigh problems um, and then up front um, you know they've got some real good strikers as well with uh, Gomez um, Heinz who's come in from Arsenal can play as a second um, striker if needed to be and they've also brought uh, a guy in called uh, Demata who's decent as well so I really like the way we all spoke play I think they've got a, a nice area nice stadium and I'm hoping that they do well Bryce because I'd like to go back because when I got there the Volkswagen factory was shut and that was one of the main reasons I wanted to go to Wolfsburg because I'm a bit of a VW nut so I would like to go back this season and, and see them play um, under um, Andres Jonker a little better and hopefully as I say hopefully I think they should get top six 
Wow, yeah. That'll be a very nice season for the Walsford fan and a bit of a change. So, uh, last year, all right. But I'm going to speak uh, now about Hertha Berlin. Um, well, I don't know. I don't know how Hertha are going to get on this year. I mean, last year, finishing sixth. Uh, I mean, Chris, you kind of mentioned uh, one player that, um, yeah, they're going to miss, and and that is, you know, that man Brooks um, leaving. Um, I think that's going to be a big miss for them this coming season. Um, they have brought in uh, Davy Selke uh, from RB Leipzig, but um, I don't know. I, I think, the, you know, that there's going to be a lot of pressure on him to uh, maybe fill those boots. Um, thankfully, they've still got uh, Ibisevic, who, um, you know, they can rely on to get um, a good few uh, goals for them next season. Um, I don't know, Paul Dyer, I, I think he's going to have a tough season next year. I we always talk about, you know, it'd be nice you know, to get to the likes of uh, Hertha Berlin, you know, uh, as regulars uh, in Europe, you know, and maybe even challenging for the title. You know, it, it's it's a big city and, you know, having one of the sides competing there is very important. Um, I don't know. I, I just don't see how their season's going to be any better than what it was last year. I mean, it, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm struggling to say how it's going to be any better for them. I mean, uh, Plattenhardt, you know, at the back, you know, he's always going to be a, you know, someone that they're they're going to be happy to keep there. You know, he's he's you know, a bit of a real light at the back for them. But uh, yeah, I mean, Solomon Kalou's getting a little bit older. I don't know um, whether he's got that spark anymore. Matthew Lecky has come in from uh, Ingolstadt. He might be um, fairly useful. The Australian, you know, played 94 times for Ingolstadt. You know, he's he's got 10 goals. Maybe you know, he'll be the one to, to provide the goal or the the assist and the balls into the box you know, for Abisovic to to knock in. But I, I think it's going to be a tough season for them. I will say that there's a lot of teams improving and going for the European spots, and I just don't know whether Hertha Berlin are going to be uh, one of the sides to be able to um, compete with them. I would say a bit of a, a mid-table. You know, finish for them if I'm honest but uh, at the moment it looks like uh, maybe they're uh, noisy neighbours uh, across the road that we did our live pod from uh, Union it looks like they may end up uh, coming up and that would certainly be a, a hell of a uh, an exciting time uh, in in the future um, for the Bundesliga but yeah let's see I'm, I'm, I'm kind of ducking out a little bit here guys I, I I just don't think it's going to be that positive, if I'm honest. But uh, let's move on uh, to um, possibly a, a more positive um, preview, and that's uh, Manu covering Stuttgart. Yeah, Stuttgart. Um, this is a side that I thought would go into this year and be bringing in something very positive. And then, um, you know, because of the background, of course, is that they restructured the the way Stuttgart operate, they brought in Mercedes-Benz as um, one of the part owners. They sold 11.75% of their, their shares to Mercedes and um, they earned $41 million. They're going to bring in another investor to earn another 40 to 60 million euros. So, you know, the money is there. Um, there were some really interesting signings made. Akolo, Donis, young players, fast players uh, to, to operate with speed, which I think is key in the on this league. And I thought Jindal Meiser was on a very good way of putting together a squad. Unfortunately, there was a lot of friction between Jindal Meiser and the um, management of the club. And um, it all came to a boil, really, when you know Reschke became available, the Bayern Munich technical director, or as they say, as his position was uh, clarified, a Munich uh, squad planner. 
So he became available. They fired Schindelmeiser. They brought in Reschke. And Reschke now, he was on on um, on Kicker today. And he said, well, we want to bring in another couple players. I, I, you know, For me, that's, that says that the ambitions are definitely there, that they want to... Um, be more than just the promoted side. We'll have to remember they won the Bundesliga two last year and, um, they, of course, one of the big German sides, uh, average attendance last season was 51,000 for them. So, you know, they are not your regular promoted team. And, um, the, the expectations with the management change, Reschke is one of the most recognized sporting directors in German football and they give him a lot of power. So I think he will probably bring in one or two new faces and the expectations are that they're going to finish in the um, top third of the league. Now that's that's in the top six and I think they're not quite there yet. I think if they finish in the top half, I think that would be quite a successful game promoted side. I don't think they're quite uh, Leipzig's caliber, you know, the team that came in and took the league by storm. I don't think that's quite in them. But I think they will play a significant role in the league, and I think they're going to be a, a fascinating team to watch, um, you know, because of what Hannes uh, Wolf has done with them as the head coach. So I expect a very fast team, a very exciting team, and I'm, I, I really want to direct people to Simon Terode, um, a striker who has scored like, like no one else in Bundesliga 2, never really translated to Bundesliga. I think this will be his year, and I th- think he, he will win. He is my player to watch. Ah, exciting times possibly for Stuttgart eh? um, I can only second uh, your feeling by thinking that they're going to have a pretty good season ahead of them uh, a, a promoter side that did very well last season after Winden winning Bundesliga 2 uh, Freiburg then went on to well almost get into Europe Chris didn't they yeah Freiburg 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 um, I'm a little concerned now having seen them play, that they may not do as well as I thought they might. And that's purely, I think, because Bryce have already touched on who they've lost more than who they've brought in. So they've lost Vincenzo Grivo to Gladbach um, and also Maximilian Philip to Dortmund, two real key instrumental players, I thought, for them last season. However, they have brought in um, Kapsutska on loan from Leicester City, um, as well as Philip Leinhardt from Real Madrid, and they've made um, Florian Niederlechner, his loan deal from Mainz has become permanent, and they brought in Pascal Stenzel from Dortmund as well, and also one of the um, Hoffenheim fringe players, Terrazino. So they have sort of, I don't want to use the word strengthened because I still think because of the loss of um, Grifo and Philip that they've weakened. Uh, they finished seventh last season and quite rightly you said they got into the Europa League playoffs uh, purely because Dortmund won the Pokal on the last day. So the seventh place team got that UEFA um, Europa League slot and they went in and unfortunately for them, they went out in the third round qualifying stage, which as we talked about on many occasions last season, may be a blessing in disguise for them. Had they have got through to the playoff, which is this week, and then, you know, had they got through that into the group stage, I would have probably feared for them to be in round about 14th, 15th, 16th. However, I think they, if they are anywhere around about 12th, they will have had a fantastic season. Um, we all know Christian Schreich is a, is a great coach, and he was my coach at the Bundesliga last season. That's purely because RB Leipzig, although they were promoted side, we still expect them to do quite well because of the backing, because of the power base they have behind them. So Freiburg were the main surprise of the season. 
I'm just a little disappointed that maybe they dipped out of Europe too early. Uh, I will be there for match day one for their game against um, Freiburg. Uh, sorry, their game against Frankfurt. So I'll be in Freiburg for that match. So I'm really looking forward to going there because the stadium is in a beautiful location. So I'm very much looking forward to that. But for the season coming, yeah, I would say, let's say 11th. If they can finish 11th, Bryce, they'll be having a good season for me. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad call at all, uh, Chris, to be honest. Uh, but yeah, we're going to move on from Freiburg. And I'm going to speak about Werder Bremen. Werder Bremen last year um, started off very poorly, it must be said. Uh, a lot of people thought that you know they weren't going to come out of that slum whatsoever. But then all of a sudden, in the second half of the year, they went on a 10-game unbeaten run, winning eight of those games, and things looked somewhat brighter. It must be said that at one stage, we, we thought that they were going to go from, well, look like uh, they may possibly go straight down to then uh, battling their way up the uh, league and almost getting into Europe. Uh, it didn't quite go that way. They kind of uh, fell by the wayside just towards the end with three uh, losses uh, in a row before uh, winning their final two games. But uh, they've got half an hour first game of the season, which is going to be a real test, uh, especially now that Serge Gnabry has uh, moved on. Uh, he'll be uh, able to play against them uh, for Julian Nagelsmann's team as he's on loan there. Um, it's it's going to be a, a tough year, I think, for Vernon Bremen. But um, I, th- I think there was a lot of positive signs uh, last last year and I, I think that's you know with, with maybe not having the the best squad out there they, they performed above their their expectations and you know what I, I think they're going to challenge for Europe this year I think that it's going to be a, a much better season it's, it's, they're going to steady the ship over the uh, summer and yeah I, I don't see why that they can't have a good one uh, you're know, a good run out I mean if you're looking you know further up the pitch for them they've got the likes of Finn Bartles and you know Max Cruz and you know, with those players on the pitch, you you're always going to create something. Um, you know, you're you're going to manage to to get goals. And yeah, I I don't think that you know they've got the distraction of of Europe like we mentioned of maybe some of the other sides. Well, like I said about Cologne, uh, they'll be able to focus just on the league, possibly on the Pokal. And yeah, I I don't see why they they can't have a positive one. Uh, how highly will they finish? Yeah, I, I reckon they're going to get in Europe. I think it's going to be a good season for them, if I'm honest. A player to look out for? Well, I, I think we've got to go to Max Cruz, right? I think he's a, he's a fantastic player. And I think he's, he's got one of the greatest um, scoring records last year, a minute per goal. I think he was just outside, if I'm correct, outside uh, those top two of uh, Aubameyang and Lewandowski. So, so yeah, I, I see it being a positive season. Let's move on now and move back, actually, to uh, Manu, who's going to speak about Hamburg. Can Hamburg finally get out of those uh, bottom positions? Oh, dear, Hamburg. Um, That would be no. (laughs) Well, we all thought they might, right? Because they have done some very interesting business and they finally seem to bring in some stability. I like the fact that they brought in... Julian Paulus back, the young keeper from Kaiserslautern, who was excellent at the U21 European Championships, which Germany won. Kyriakos Papadopoulos, um, he's their, their leader. He's, they, they were able to sign him on a full transfer, so he's going to stay. Andre Hahn, a fast player who I really like as well. So I think a lot of pieces were brought in to make the squad better, but. <laughs> Hamburg wouldn't be Hamburg if there wouldn't be some drama. You know, the DFB Pokal this weekend, 
they uh, got kicked out by Osnabrück, third division side Osnabrück. We were playing with 10 men and they lost 3-1. Uh, so that's that's not a good start to the season in any way. And I, th- I feel that Hamburg, there is still you know, inconsistency in that side. And there's still some issues that Gistol has to work out. There's players. We have, we have an article up on uh, Fußballstadt by John Mc, McKenzie on uh, Lazoka. And he earns 3 million euros a year there. Holtby is on 4.5. You know, there's players on that squad that make way too much money considering how, how they are playing. And I think that there's a real unbalance still on the squad and it will take them a few transfer windows to even that out. So I think... You know, Hamburg will be in the bottom half of the table. I don't think they're going to be relegated, and I don't think it's going to be as tight as it was for them the last few years. But um, it's not going to be an easy season. You know, the people, Hamburg fans, were hoping that they're finally going to to get out out of this this consistently playing in the relegation zone. I think this, it's not going to happen this year. Because there's still work to be done, um, but it's it's going to be a better year than last year. I think they will finish thirteenth, um, you know, which given everything that's going on, is is probably going to be all right. And uh, my player to watch, Bobby Wood. I think the American uh, to our American listeners, I think he's going to have a real good season. Yeah, so hopefully Hamburg can crawl their way back up, but. It's, it's going to be difficult for them, isn't it? But, um, yeah, let's see how that one goes. Chris, you've got Augsburg next. Uh, how do you see that going? How um, Augsburg are still in this league, I will never know, Bryce. Uh, I thought they played oh. some abhorrent football last year, and I don't use that term lightly. But somehow, and, you know, God bless them, somehow they escaped on the very last day, didn't they, on, on, the, on the last match day. They somehow found themselves um, in the 13th um, place uh, and, and in safety. So they were my tip for relegation, along with Ingolstadt and Darmstadt. I did think that if they would have got into that 16th place, um, Braunschweig at the time could quite easily have beat them home and away and we could have had a new team in the Bundesliga but it wasn't to be and Augsburg are still there Um, where can I see them finishing this season probably 16th I'm going to say that um, if they can avoid 16th and I don't mean getting 17th or 18th they can avoid 16th I think they'll be doing well Um, and they're all I think it all started because they got a little bit ahead of themselves last season didn't they they you know they thought maybe that they could have done a little bit better than they did and they sat the manager and I still don't know why they did that and we were we were quite um, negative at the time weren't we Manu there was no need for them to um, sack Dirk Schuster at all um, I don't think uh, and they brought in um, Manuel Baum and yeah he well he had a bit of a roller coaster if you look at their last season's uh, match day progress it reads like a bit of a tachycardiograph apart from when you get round to match day 26 where you know for four games they were cemented in that relegation playoff but all of a sudden you know they drew themselves out um you know drew against Al- uh, sorry they drew um they managed to beat Hamburg 4-0 which was one of the biggest results of the back end of that season for them but who they brought in well Nothing to write home about, really, unless you're going to look at uh, Rani Kadira, who came from, who's a free agent who's, who's come in from uh, Leipzig. So the rest of them, hmm, yeah, okay, are they going to strengthen? Not sure. They brought in Heller from Darmstadt, relegated club. Um, they brought in Gifa from Schalke and uh, Cordova from Caracas. So 
am I? How can I see them getting on? I'm not confident um, for them doing any sort of positiveness this season, and I'd be unsurprised, Bryce, if when we see them play, we think exactly as we did last year, which you know they're a bit. Hmm. If they could be summed up in a gif, it would be you know the Alan Partridge one where he just shrugs his shoulders and says nothing. That's that's Augsburg for me, I'm afraid. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Well, you got Hamburg and Augsburg, uh, rather negative responses there. Uh, or previews. Uh, can I get any more positive? Well, I'm going to cover uh, Schalke. And just before I get going, I mean, last year we talked uh, in plenty about how much we were fans of uh, Bergstaller. Chris, do you fancy predicting how many goals he's going to get this year? Because you did a pretty good job, I must say, last year. Okay, so this year, I don't know what you're going to say because I've not been privy to that. So I think Schalke are going to do quite well and Guido Bergstahler will get 17 Bundesliga goals. Oh, lovely stuff. Yeah, I must say, um, I thought that Schalke may have a good season as well. Uh, So uh, we are in agreement with that. Um, I might say that, uh, yeah, I think Bergstaller was a hell of a talent, a hell of a pickup from Bundesliga 2 last year. Um, I think he he did a great job filling in when the squad was full of uh, injuries. Um, Tedesco has come in as a new coach. Uh, He's young. He's only 32. Um, A lot of people are kind of saying that they don't rate you know the, the task at hand you know it's it's a rather big one you know there's a lot of expectation at the club uh, quite often dare i say they've fallen short when expectations have been high uh, but i i have a feeling that things are going to go well for them a lot of people don't agree but i think they will um but i mean where's where's that going to come from well i mean if you Look at Mbolo's finally going to be back. Uh, yes, the forgotten man. He was out all season last year. The the Swiss striker. Um, I I think that that could be uh, like a new signing for him. He had an ankle injury that kept him out right from the beginning. I, I, I think that's you know that that's going to be a welcome, uh, well, breath of fresh air for Schalke and and their fans. Uh, other players like Max Meyer, you know, and Bentaleb, who they managed to uh, sign up for as uh, Spurs. You know, he he was fantastic for them last year. But I, I, th- I think the, the main uh, star to look out for next year, which is going to drive them up the table, is Leon Goretzka. He had an absolutely sensational Confederations Cup. Uh, we all witnessed just how good he was. Um, they've managed to hold on to him. Uh, that is you know, a hell of a feat. There's, I'm sure there'll be players or there'll be teams uh, sniffing around uh, before the end of the uh, transfer window. But if they can hold on to him, I think things are going to go quite well for them this year. Champions League... I think it might be a bit of a push. Um, I know some of you guys might uh, argue that they they may be uh, there or thereabouts. I think they'll fall just short, but I think they'll be back in Europe. I reckon Europa League maybe sitting in uh, fifth place. Uh, Yeah, I think it's going to be a pretty good year for them, if I'm honest. Uh, They're actually uh, starting out their uh, league campaign. Um, against, well, none other than uh, RB Leipzig. So that could be a, a really interesting uh, first matchup. Uh, that is the late kickoff on Saturday. Um, right, we're going to move on from Schalke, though. Uh, we're going to speak about Frankfurt, who, uh, Manu, they, they were, well, they were right up at the top, right in the mix of it, weren't they, uh, first half of the season, but then really fell away. They had a, a absolutely horrendous second half. Yeah, it's really two seasons almost. For Eintracht Frankfurt, and um, it's really hard to 
look at last year and um, gauge where they're going to end up this year. I think that it's a very the the first half of last year was was tremendous. You know, they were in the Champions League spots after the first half of the season, and in the second half of the season they would have gotten relegated. And that's it's it's going to be. I think the real danger is for them that they are um, going to continue where they left off last season, so that they are almost going to be a bit blinded by what was a decent year for them overall, right? And I think that Niko Kovac has to make sure that the mistakes that he made in the second half, and there were plenty, that they don't get repeated. And some of that is the style of football that they are playing, which is very physical, almost Atletico Madrid-esque, which um, something that I actually enjoyed at times, but it also leads into a lot of injuries and it leads into a lot of needless yellow cards, a lot of suspensions, etc., which really cost them in the second half last year. And I think that is something that Niko Kovac himself, who I believe he is a, is a good coach and he's one of those tactical, really interesting coaches in the league. You know, his three, 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 one or three, four, two, one or whatever you want to call it, you know, is a very, is a system that not many other teams play. But they were very reliant on guys like uh, Vallejo, right? Who, who was replaced with Salcedo, the Mexican defender who they signed from Chivas who played last year of Fiorentina but was owned by Chivas he's unfortunately out as this Marco Fabian the other Mexican in the side he's out with an injury as well early on I think I believe he's going to miss two months and he was really the key player because he combines that edginess um, the physical strength but also the ability to play very nice tactical football um, he's a bit of a magician a cheeky magician as I called him in a Fußballstadt article a few months back and without him they're going to have some trouble now they brought in Haller uh, de Guzman and uh, Josic from um, from Benfica and that's a player that we track quite a lot on Football Grad because they, there was third party ownership involvement etc so um, a difficult transfer when he first went to Benfica he's now gone to Eintracht I think he's a very talented striker so he will be, he will have to hit the ground running as well. Haller, um, they spend a lot of money on both those, those si- signings. And I, I, I'm, I'm very about Frank. I think that there's a lot of potential there and there's a lot of very interesting players there, but I'm not sure which one of the two sides is going to show up. I'm not sure whether the new signings can replace the players that left because of the many loan deals that they made. So I think mid-table is the best that they can really hope for, and I think that would be a good, solid season for them. But I, I'm i slightly worried that if the things don't go well off right away, that they could go and drop into that relegation zone. But I think 10th place finish, and the player to watch for me is uh, Haller. Very good. So a tough season ahead for Eintracht Frankfurt, predicts Manu. Uh, we're going to move on to what I would suggest is probably going to be a tough season for this next club. Chris, who have you got? I've got uh, FSV Mainz 05, who have a special place in my heart, Bryce, as they were the first Bundesliga side I saw live with my own eyes in their stadium. So I've got a soft spot. I also think it's a lovely town. It's got a fantastic Christmas market if you're ever in the area at that time of year. Uh, I would suggest going and visiting. It's, it's very nice. However, the football club themselves just avoided a relegation playoff, or otherwise it wouldn't have been Wolfsburg I went to see last season. It would have been Mainz. They um, survived the 
relegation playoff just by goal difference. They had let in um, six goals less than Wolfsburg, so that's how they've managed to escape from there. Um, they've had a okay window, I would, suspo- I would suspect. Jean Cordoba going to Cologne is going to be a massive loss for them. And I would have maybe, if I was in the Mainz board, probably tried to nail down Niederlechner to come back. But no, his loan deal um, has been made permanent over at Freiburg. So that's um, that's gone. They have brought in Renny Adler, though, who uh, was a surprise for me, but they brought him in. They brought in Victor Fischer from Middlesbrough, who um, was a relegation candidate with um, that team out of the Premier League. So maybe not that good. They brought in Kodoro from Osasuna and then Maxim from Stuttgart. So they do have someone who knows what it takes to um, win, I should say, if they're going to bring in someone from Stuttgart. Where could they be next season? Well, unfortunately, I think they could be fighting relegation again. So they finished 15th last season. If they're around 13th, 14th, they're, they're doing well. But come the back end of April, start of May, I fully expect to see them um, in that relegation area. Although they will have a new manager this season, won't they? Have, or a new head coach, sorry. They'll have Sandro Schwartz, who's been promoted after um, after Schmidt went eventually, didn't he? He's the second Schmidt casualty of the Bundesliga season. Um, and, and he left, and I thought he was doing okay, but obviously it wasn't enough for the Mainz board for them to be fighting relegation. They've promoted with him with Sandro Schwartz, so he knows the club well. He's come up from uh, managing their um, second side, um, and he you know managed over ninety games for them. And before that, he was in their academy, which is a very good academy. He was a manager there under nineteen side, so that may help them um, bring in a few extra youth players. Um, I would hope to see that if that's the case with Schwartz now in charge. And yeah, they're thirteenth, fourteenth. I tell you what, uh, Bryce and Manu, if they finish tenth, I think they would have an exceptional season. So that's how high I think they can get, possibly 10th. Wow. Well, here's hoping, eh? Especially when we'd like uh, one of their one of the sides that's close to your heart to stay in the league. We always like that kind of story, don't we? But uh, that brings us to our final club, and that would be newly promoted Hanover. Well, how do we predict the Reds are going to get on this year? Um, last year, obviously, Bundesliga 2, they came second. Uh, we didn't really question that they wouldn't. Uh, there was a few stumbling blocks, but um, m- most of the season, they, they were up there with Stuttgart. So, one of the second sides uh, to come up. How are they going to get on? Well, I, I think it's going to be tough for them. I think they're going to be f- just about fighting a relegation. Uh, will they stay up? I think they've just about got enough have they uh, invested enough over the summer not particularly uh, if I'm being honest uh, I mean if we look at the players that they brought in you know, they brought in Michael Esser from uh, from Darmstadt uh, a goalkeeper uh, that is uh, probably uh, one of the most uh, important signings that they've made is uh, Julian Corp uh, he comes in uh, from a Sorry, from Gladbach. Um, he's got plenty of Bundesliga experience, uh, 76 games under his belt. And they've also went for experience as well with that Swiss defensive midfielder, Schwegler, um, who they brought in from Hoffenheim, who I suppose a few years ago was seen as a, you know, a very uh, very strong uh, central midfielder when he played for Frankfurt. But um, I suppose his uh, price tag um, and values has went down over the years as he's aged. Uh, he's now 30, but could still bring a bit of experience, I think, to the side uh, it's it's tough to say um, 
you know, how high can they finish? I don't think they're going to have um, a season the likes of Stuttgart will have or the RB Leipzig uh, and Freiburg have had uh, years before. Player to look out for, probably Martin Harnick. Uh, to be honest, he scored 17 goals for them um, up top uh, in Bundesliga too. They're going to be relying on him to get plenty of goals for them again this season if they're to have a good one. Uh, but yeah, I must say it's good to have one of the big sides back in the Bundesliga. I do think that Hanover uh, belong here. I think their squad's good enough to stay in there. I think they'll just about uh, avoid the drop even if they have to have that relegation playoff um, but yeah I think that more or less does it for us um, we've covered all the teams I think we've done pretty well um, guys yeah have, have you got any other notes that you would like to bring up ahead of the season we're all excited um, yeah what 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 should we be looking out for this weekend Chris is there any particular game uh, that you would like to highlight uh, yeah, Hoffenheim for De Bremen, because I'll be there. So thanks very much to Hoffenheim for accepting our accreditation request. Um, and also Freiburg against um, Frankfurt. So they're the two that I'll be at this weekend. Uh, obviously, the Friday night opening fixture is one that everybody's going to be watching. I do really like Friday night games. I think there's something special about them. Uh, when I say my first um, Bundesliga game in the flesh was a Friday night game at Mainz and there was just something special about the air. Everybody had finished for the weekend and everybody was happy that the football was there and chatting to some of the guys on the stand at the time, they were exceptionally happy because they could have the whole weekend to just relax and, and have no pressure because their game was going to be on Friday night and they could enjoy the other two days as part of the match day on it Um, so that's where my interest is going to be for this coming weekend and didn't want to add anything Uh, hopefully Bryce I'm really looking forward to going to the HDI arena to see Hanover play at some point this season Um, it's been something I've been looking at for a while and now they're back in the Bundesliga it's hopefully something I'll be able to cover so so yes that is my the hopes for this season yeah how very exciting Uh, Manny what's your hopes for the season and yeah Highlight a game this weekend that you would uh, like to point out uh, and explain to us why. In my big hope for the season is um, three or four teams battling for the title. I, that's really what I want. Um, so Bayern is going to be there for us anyways, but um, to the likes of Dortmund, Leipzig, Hoffenheim, Leverkusen, get your act together, challenge them. Um, don't sell yourself short. Um, Bayern are beatable this year. So that's really what I'm hoping for. And I think it's going to happen. I think we're going to have a very interesting season at the very top. The game that I recommend anyone to watch, and it's it's interesting that this is actually happening at the opening day, is Gladbach-Köln. It's a derby. It's uh, one of the big derbies in, in German football. And I think it's going to be... The Sunday night game, of course, um, and it's going to be a fascinating Sunday night game. So um, a good watch on Sunday afternoon for for the audience in the UK, Sunday morning in the United States. Fantastic. Yeah, Uh, I'd probably say that you I'm looking forward to it being a a bit of a challenge at the top as well. I believe it will be. Um, I think Byron haven't had the the greatest of summers, uh, as we mentioned uh, previously. Um, I really hope that, like to Dortmund, RB Leipzig, and well, anyone else, maybe not Leverkusen, but you never know. Uh, you know, could challenge at the top. Um, I think I think that will only add to the uh, value of the Bundesliga because we're always promoting it, aren't we? But I think uh, a new champion would only do um, interest uh, good as well. Um, what am I going to highlight uh, for the weekend? 
Well, I don't know. There's many a good games as as we mentioned. You know, the likes of uh, Gladbach Cologne, that Friday night game, Munich versus uh, Leverkusen. But uh, I I even think you how you the newly promoted sides will get on you. Stuttgart taking on Hertha Berlin and Hanover playing Mainz. I I think that could be fascinating as well. Um, yeah, I suppose. What am I looking forward to? I, I get to almost echo Chris in the way that. I would like to go to the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Stuttgart, uh, mingle with their fans, get involved with them, just like we did uh, with, you know, with some of the live pods last year. I, I think the atmosphere will be fantastic with them. And yeah, that's what I'm also looking forward to, some more live podding this year. I think it was fantastic last year, and I, I think we'll organise something, uh, well, hopefully this side of Christmas for us to, to do as well. Guys, anything else uh, of note you'd like to uh, bring up? Otherwise, let's call it a wrap. I know just um, Champions League previews on Fußballstat um, are there and also the Europa League previews for not just German clubs but for all the clubs that we cover, so post-Soviet space and um, anyone else we deem worthy of interest and then we're going to cover Everton as well so their return to Europe will be one to keep an eye on. Well said, Chris. Uh, um, yeah, we've got plenty of previews as well for the Bundesliga sides uh, going up from likes of uh, John McKenzie, who was on last week, and uh, the three of us. Uh, so, yeah, get on to uh, football stats. Get on to football grads. And, yeah, check out all the uh, different articles and things coming up. Manu, have you got anything to say? Uh, Chris said it. You know, football Perfect. guy, football start. That's the previews. So they're out. Well, that's about it, guys. Then we... Um, yeah, we hope you all have a great weekend and enjoy all the games of Vader's End. Ich warte seit Wochen auf diesen Tag und tanz vor Freude über den Asphalt. Als wär's ein Rhythmus, als gäb's ein Lied, das mich immer weiter durch die Straßen zieht, komm dir entgegen. Ich hab zu Let's be real. Dealing with tangled cords can make it harder to do your hair. Break free with the new Unbound Cordless Auto Curler from Conair. Get the curls and waves you want, anytime, anywhere. It's designed to let you experience the power and freedom of beauty in motion. No cords to hold you back. You get your curls and waves your way. Unplug and be unbound. Loose curls, tight curls, beachy waves. The Unbound Cordless Auto Curler makes it easy to get the looks you love. Love your look. Live Unbound. Available at conair.com and search Unbound. It wouldn't be the holiday season if there wasn't candy, right? Celebrate the holiday season with the Holiday Crush. They've sprinkled candy with a holiday theme and fun-packed challenges every week for five whole weeks, finishing on January 4th. The more challenges you complete, the better your chances of unwrapping delicious rewards. So, are you ready to crush the holidays? Play the Holiday Crush now. Download it from the App Store, Google Play, or Windows Store for free. Terms and conditions apply. With AMC Plus, the plus doesn't just mean more, it means better. Available through the platforms you're already on, AMC Plus is a premium streaming bundle with the best of AMC, plus the complete collections of Shudder, Sundance Now, and IFC Films Unlimited. Get the latest from The Walking Dead with early access and exclusives. Binge acclaimed series like Mad Men, ad-free, and with new content dropping each week, like Gangs of London, a powerful drama about London's criminal underworld, there's always something fresh to check out. Sign up at amcplus.com amcplus.com amc plus only the good stuff 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.